You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So um, I'm going to just minister tonight. We're going to share. We're going to pray. But the title of my message actually came from this Sunday. We had the honor of having the prophet himself, Mike Maiden, and his beautiful wife. How amazing was Sunday? Oh, my goodness. It was incredible, and so um, Pastor Mike was sharing, and he just said one little line, but have you ever just been listening to somebody talk, and then the Holy Spirit will just put a spotlight on a word, and you're like, whoa, okay, so that happened to me, and he was talking about show and tell. Do you guys remember that? For those of you guys that take notes in church, Um, and it just popped out to me, show and tell, and I felt the Holy Spirit say that. It's time for some show and tell with our faith. For this campus, it's a word for this campus. So tonight, I'm going to talk about what it looks like to live a life of show and tell. What happens when you experience God and then what? You experience God and then what? Um, And I think that there's a lot of you guys in in here that are going to resonate with different parts of what I'm going to say and the scriptures that I'm going to share But we're going to actually learn together through the journey of this message how God actually works, what he is actually looking for from us, and how we can step into a life of adventure where God is always showing off and showing up. Amen? You guys good with that? Okay, awesome. So um, one of my favorite scriptures, I say it a lot up here is found in Revelation. I'm obsessed with this verse because I feel like it's just insight into what God is doing and what he's going to do. It's Revelations 12:11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. So this scripture is actually explaining how we're going to eventually defeat our enemy, Satan, and all of his Silly, stupid little devil demons. By the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Okay, by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. So I want to really focus in tonight on the second part. When you get saved, you come under the covering where the enemy only sees the blood of Jesus. God only sees the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit operates through the blood of Jesus within us. And that's the first step. That's salvation. But then it goes to the next part, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the word of our testimony, the word of our testimony. And then what does that produce? It produces a life where you're not afraid of death. It produces a life where you become a dead man or woman walking, so what can man do to you? Nothing. But how many of us get hung up in between the blood of the lamb part and the word of our testimony part and really hung up on, as we saw in 2020, the being afraid to die part, right? I mean, it's like everyone left the church because they were afraid to die. And so, wow. I mean, thank you, Jesus, that there's therapeutics now. Thank you that we know what science says about COVID. But even if... It was as deadly as they originally said. Would we have taken a stand? Would we have shown up if one in three of us had died? Back in the bubonic plague days, I was reading about some pastors that would 
go into the homes and pull out the dead. And they weren't scared because they were living testimonies of the scripture. They understood the word of their testimony and that they were dead man walking anyway. You know when you die, you just blink and you're in heaven. Like death has no sting. That's what the Bible says. But how many of us live our life through a filter of fear, through the filter of what if, and we shrink back and we automatically dismiss ourselves from experiencing the most adventurous, incredible life that God has for us. So Acts explains how this whole party got started, right? Um, Acts means, if you think about it, it's action, Acts. Meaning, like, nobody's sitting, they stand up, and they start doing things. And that's how the church started. And Pastor Jurgen so brilliantly said in our staff meeting, actually, this morning, that we are in the business of creating a miracle mentality, not just for us, but for the generation coming up behind us. A miracle mentality, not a lack mentality, not a poverty mentality, but a generation that understands how to walk in the miraculous, how to walk in action, how to walk fearlessly, boldly for God, standing up for the gospel and expecting the miraculous to happen because of who they carry on the inside of them, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to go over how this started to lay the, the framework and then we're going to go into what that means for us. So Jesus went to heaven. He said, don't worry, I'm sending somebody that is going to be amazing, the Holy Spirit. And the disciples were not um, too excited about that because they had only followed Jesus himself around. They were pretty upset when he went to heaven. They were pretty grumpy, pretty cranky. Um, but this is what it says, the very first chapter of Acts, Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power. Say it with me. But you will receive power. power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this is the first part, okay? He says, I'm going to leave. You're going to receive power through the Holy Spirit. So what happened? That exact thing happened. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, the day of Pentecost happened. So it says this, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, kind of like we are right now. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the entire house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. And every single one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Whoa. So they're used to following Jesus around. They're even used to doing miracles, praying for people. But then Jesus dies on the cross. He raises from the dead. He spends a little bit of time with his disciples. And then he leaves. He goes to heaven. Everyone is a little hurt about that. But then Pentecost happens. And that was the start of the church. That was the start of the action when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Later on in Acts, Acts 5, 41 through 42, it said that the, apostle, the apostles had left Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, 
they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. And then later on in Acts 8, 4, it says, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Yes, that deserves a round of applause. They were compelled. They couldn't keep it in them. It didn't matter what people responded with. They knew that they had the hope of the world. They knew that they carried the gospel of Jesus Christ. And nothing could get in their way. Nothing. They went from door to door. I mean, maybe we should take some notes from these vaccine crazies that want to show up at our door. Maybe we should start going door to door. The real healing, the real gospel of Jesus Christ, the only thing that will set people free instead of keep them in bondage. They were lit <laughs> for God. They were compelled for God. And as I'm describing the very first church, fast forward, here we are. We're still that church. We are still in the New Testament. We are writing church history as I speak right now. And this is a question I want to ask Do you relate to the stories that I just read? as Christians, as believers, do you feel that compelling, I just have to tell you about God. I just have to tell you about what God is doing. Are you seeing miracles in your own life? Are you seeing breakthrough? Are you sharing that breakthrough with others? Because I believe God wants to take us into a new season as a church where there are going to be miracles popping wherever you step foot because you carry the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go. So point one, some of you guys in here have a testimony, but you don't got the power. Some of you have testimony, but you don't have power. So one thing I want to point out is that I find it really interesting that the disciples that knew Jesus for themselves after Jesus went, after they had already performed miracles, what did they do? They were sitting around. They literally were just sitting. It was not until the Holy Spirit filled them that they got up and left and started preaching the gospel. Isn't that interesting? I mean, when I was reading back through that, I was thinking about how they saw Jesus perform miracles. They saw, you know, feeding of the 5,000. They saw all of these things with their very own eyes. They even saw the holes in Jesus' hands. And yet they were sitting in a room waiting. It was not until the Holy Spirit filled them that they got up and they walked out and they were relentless until they died. How incredible and how interesting. Because I look at the church, Big C Church, not our church, and I see a slumbering church of Christians that are asleep, that are sitting, that are just waiting. And I believe what sets awakened church apart from those churches is that we understand that the activation comes from the Holy Spirit. We are compelled, we can't keep our doors shut. Nothing's gonna get in our way. A mandate from the government, okay. Like, that's not gonna stop us. 
You know, schools being shut down. Okay, we'll just start Awaken Academy. We'll keep going. We are saving a city. We are compelled because we understand the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the service tonight, I'm going to invite anybody that has a testimony. They've come under the blood of the Lamb, but they have not yet stepped into the power and authority that lies by being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite you to receive the Holy Spirit so that your life will get a lot more adventurous. It's going to be good. This is my story. So I became a Christian when I was in the fourth grade by myself with my chocolate lab in my bedroom. Uh, true story. And it was not until I was 17 years old that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can say that even as a little girl, all the way up to age 17, it was exhaust. my faith was exhausting because I wanted to try to please God. I wanted to follow all the rules. I wanted to please my parents. I wanted to do all the right things, but it was exhausting. I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders, even as a child. But then a friend of mine invited me to a summer camp. Come on. And I went to this summer camp and a pastor um, who had no idea who I was, I was just one of the youth, in the middle of all the other youth, prophesied over me. And he said that I was set apart for ministry. And he said that I would help change our nation. And he filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I instantly hit the deck and started speaking in tongues, which I had never experienced either of those things before. That's how I knew it was real. And my life has never been uh, the same since that day as a 17-year-old young girl. And so I understand the difference of living a life for God without the Holy Spirit and then living a life for God with the Holy Spirit. And I would be a horrible pastor if I let you walk out these doors without giving you an opportunity to experience the same very thing. Show and tell. Show and tell. That is how this grassroots church works. It's not just for the high elect apostles to give out commandments and then all of the peasants do what they say. Like you are just as empowered as me to do mighty signs and wonders. And I love Mike Maiden's message, Pastor Mike Maiden, because he hit this home. Go back, re-listen to it. But God wants to minister into it tonight because there's way too many of you that are selling yourself short. Because you think that your story is actually hindering you, you from being able to be used by God. But it's the very thing that God wants to use to propel you into all that he has for you. It's an upside down world. Everything is upside down in the kingdom of God. You serve and then you're elevated. You pour yourself out and then you're refreshed. You speak a word. It, it speaks life into people. Show and tell. Are you positioning yourself to allow God to show off in you and through you? I actually have a word for beautiful Conchita and Victor. Um, if you guys could stand up. I, um, I was preparing my message and you guys came to mind. Um, and God just wants to tell you that he's about to take you both into a new season of showing and telling. And there's been times, and even um, Conchita, your name means little shell. And God knows the number of every single grains of sand on this earth.
and he knows your heart and he knows everything that you have sent up to heaven and he wants you to know that he has heard every single thing that you have sent to heaven and he's gonna make it happen and you both. Yes, and Victor, victory, both of you together hold so much wisdom and these deep wells and God actually is going to give you opportunity, opportunity to refresh others. You are gonna be a cool drink of water for people in this church. They're gonna come to you parched and you're gonna give them exactly what they need. And God just wants to tell you that your days are not over, they are just beginning. They are just beginning. The enemy has tried to tell you that you have expired. But the Lord wants to tell you that it is quite the opposite, that you have just been promoted. Yes. So I honor you guys for your faithfulness and God wants to honor you for your faithfulness, for staying put, for staying strong in the midst of 2020 where people told you that you were foolish, that you were being even reckless, but God has seen how you have stood strong and you are a living example of that revelation verse. You are blood of the lamb, but word of the testimony. And uh, we are so honored and privileged that you call East Lake your home. Love you. Love you so much. And actually have uh, one more word and then I'm gonna get to point two. Um, what's your name? Hi, yes, you, the, in the blue shirt. You, yes. Can you stand up, Jerry? <laughs> Hi, Jerry. <laughs> so um, during worship, God um, spoke to me about you, that there have been dreams in your heart um, and things that you wanted to do with your life. And the enemy sent an onslaught to try to keep you from those things. And that you're actually a miracle that you're standing in here today. And God sees it. Um, but, but there are things that God is actually going to open for you. Doors that he's going to open in this next season. Because you stood in this church. Because you decided to draw a line, a line in the sand against opposition, against what the enemy tried to take you out with. And God's gonna honor you for that, but he's actually gonna open doors for you to step into the things that you thought, wow, that would be amazing if I could do that, but you never thought you could. But God wants to tell you that you can and you will because you carry the Holy Spirit weeks and then it's not fun at all. <laughs> at first I'm like, whoa, no one knows me. I can just be a chameleon and watch people and nobody's gonna stop me anywhere, and then I'm like, I need friends. Um, but I was at Target, as I do, and um, <clears throat> I remember going into Target, and there was this young man sitting on the bench outside of Target, and I just heard God clear as day say, go tell that man that I see him and that I love him and that he has a purpose on his life. And it was so out of like the norm for me, and I, obviously said, that's crazy. And I just kept shopping. And I shopped and I shopped. And then I started making deals with God like, okay, because I knew I was being dis disobedient at that point. I'm like, okay, if he's still there when I walk outside with my cart, after I check out, then I'll go up to him and say, you're loved by God. So I get through my shopping. I'm like, 
heart being on my chest. I mean, back then, I didn't even pray out loud, you guys. Like, I was very timid. I was, had a lot of intimidation. I had a lot of anxiety, fear. Like, this was like a really massive big ask from God for me to do. And so I pushed my cart out the doors, and he's there still. I'm like, first of all, why is he still there? And then, because I shop a lot, a long time in Target. This is not like pop in and out and spend $5. That never happens in Target. Yeah, said every husband ever. So I'm pushing the cart out, and I go to my car, and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I knew I was supposed to go talk to him. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to load my groceries up and return my cart, and then if he's still there, then I'll go up to him. So I did that, and I got in my car, and I was just like, if he's not there, I might get lightning bolted. Like at that point, I'm like, oh my gosh, please still be there because, and so then I had to pump myself up in the parking lot and I did a few laps in my Camry. And I'm like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And I roll up to him, probably that was the biggest weirdo ever. I roll up in my car, I roll my window down and I'm like, excuse me. And he's like, this emo kid, he's like, yeah. I'm like, I know this sounds really weird, but God really loves you and you have a really big purpose for your life. And I was just like, I did it. Inside, I'm like, I did it. I did it. And he looks at me, he goes, cool. (laughs) And then I drove off. (laughs) Thank you, I know. And I look back on that day, and it's funny, and it's ridiculous, and it's embarrassing, but I knew that God was testing me. I knew God was saying, can I trust you to just take one little step? And even though it took me a few laps around Target, and then a few laps around the parking lot, I freaking did it, okay? And it wasn't flashy, and I didn't know how to prophesy at the time. I'm sure if that would have happened yesterday, I would have gone up to him. I would have laid hands on him. I would have freed him from demons and, like, done the whole thing. But God knew that I needed to start somewhere. And that was my somewhere. And I've been on a journey since that day of saying yes, scared to God. Which leads me to my last point. Don't let it stop with you. Don't let it stop with you. Don't let God showing off stop with you. When is the last time that you were obedient to the voice of God? When was the last time that you stepped out and said, yes, choose me, God. Yes, I will call this person. Yes, I will talk to this stranger. I will do anything for you. Can we be the church that Revelation describes that eventually beats the enemy by not just receiving salvation, by not just enjoying the covering of being under the blood of the lamb, but by the word of our testimony, not fear anything, including death. Do you love your life and your comfort more than being obedient? because God is looking for a fearless church. He says that when he comes back, he's gonna roam the earth and he's gonna look for what, do you know? For faith, for faith. Can we have the faith? Can we have the courage? Can we understand obedience enough to step out 
and healing signs and miracles will follow everywhere we go. In Mark 16, 17 through 20, Jesus said this, and these signs will accompany those who believe, not just who call themselves Christians, but those who actually believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. I'm not sure about that one, but I'll do it if I have to. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. That is the life that we have an invitation to live. That is the life that when you look at how your life is going after you've said yes to Jesus, after you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, miracle signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Miracle signs and wonders is what grew the first church. People were in bondage by the Roman Empire. They were in bondage by the Pharisees. They were in bondage by the law. And then here comes the disciples. Here comes Cornelius. Here comes the Gentiles, the Jews, the Samarians, all saying the same thing, all experiencing God and performing miracle signs and wonders. They had a miracle mentality because they had the Holy Spirit. They had experienced it for themselves. They had fully surrendered their life and the church grew. Cities were saved overnight. Towns and villages caught fire and it's spread to the ends of the earth and we are living that today thanks for listening to find out more about our locations team and what we do here at awakened church go to awakenchurch.com.